Lotus FM News with Sudisha Naidu. It's 10 o'clock. Good morning. The campus protest campaign remains in the spotlight with violence at the University of Limpopo last night and Parliament holding a snap debate on transformation in education today. Wits University in Johannesburg has now confirmed that academic activities will resume tomorrow after an earlier announcement that the resumption would be today. Although next year's planned fee increase has been suspended, Wits students continued with their protest today due to outstanding demands such as the outsourcing of cleaning staff. Foot spokesperson Shirona Patel. Management put forward a nine-point plan and the SRC responded, largely agreeing with those points. In light of this, the academic program and all university activities will commence tomorrow, that's Wednesday, the 28th of October 2015. We have agreed to postpone the examinations and a new examination timetable will be shared with students before the end of the week. Meanwhile, the University of KwaZulu-Natal has beefed up security in case of new disruptions, especially on the Westville campus outside Durban. Lissi Basishoka is UKZN spokesperson. We have reinforced our security at Westville to ensure that uh, no amount of disruption is tolerated. as Students are preparing for their final examinations. And uh, even today, we expect that uh, those who will breach the prevailing interdict will be arrested because all students' demands have been addressed so far. And there's an argument in place that will not allow anyone to breach it. Agriculture, Forestry and Fisheries Minister Senzeni Zokwana says his department is aware that drought is ravaging many parts of the country. He was delivering the keynote address to the 4th Congress of the African Farmers Association of South Africa and Pretoria. Zokwana has outlined a number of emergency strategies that the department has adopted to deal with the drought. The department has been embarking on an accelerated intervention to mobilize animal feed to provide for emergency relief in order to mitigate against the impact of the drought. This process is being followed up at a provincial level with support from our government, our departments of agriculture and land reform. In addition, DAF continues to monitor conditions in the provinces and issues up and, and issues updated early warning information to the sector, which includes strategies to implement during dry conditions. Moving abroad, thousands of people in the area hit by a powerful earthquake in northern Pakistan and Afghanistan have spent the night outside in near-freezing temperatures. They were afraid to return to their houses for fear of aftershocks. Nearly 280 people are so far known to have died, while around 2,000 people were injured. Rescue and relief teams with tents and blankets are trying to reach remote areas where the quake struck. Janu Rao is from the charity group Concern Worldwide in Kabul. Some of the areas are insecure with the Taliban fighting. In several district centers, about 200 houses have been uh, damaged at different uh, levels, complete destruction, partial destruction. And as you can see, that the temperatures are now uh, reaching freezing levels. Uh, here in Kabul, it's 4 degrees centigrade, and uh, much up there, it's much colder. And finally, the Heart and Stroke Foundation of South Africa says someone suffers a stroke every six minutes in the country. The stroke week starts tomorrow. The stroke is also known as a brain attack as it damages the brain. Similarly, how it, a heart attack damages the heart. The foundation is also honoring survivors who have displayed great strength in the recovery process. K. Subramanian is one of the survivors. I just felt tired. And when I went to lie down, I couldn't find a comfortable position. I was restless. 
And then I realized there was something wrong. I immediately told my son, I think I'm having a stroke. And he said to me, don't be a drama queen. You're too young to have a stroke. And at the rehab, I met with a stroke patient at 15 years old. Examination stress, anyway, they had a stroke. Stroke, any, it's anybody, age is not important. Top story, the campus protest campaign remains in the spotlight with violence at the University of Limpopo last night and Parliament holding a snap debate on transformation in education today. I'm Sudhisha Naidu for Lotus FM News. I'll be back at 11. We have funeral announcements. The funeral service of Mr. Kesevel Ranbatan Naidu, also known as Kesi of 31 Kela Street in Shellcross, takes place today. The body will lie in state at the residence until quarter past 10. Proceeding to the Clare Estate Hall from 11 to half past 2, cremations at 3 p.m. The funeral service of Santosh Sirpal of 121 Protea Nathaniel Isaacs Crescent in North Beach takes place today. The body will lie in state at the Clare Estate Crematorium Hall from 2 to half past 3. And the funeral service of Harilal Gyanath of 17B Draper Street in Lenoxton, Newcastle takes place today. The body will lie in state at the residence from quarter to 12 to quarter past 2, proceeding to the Newcastle crematorium for cremation at half past 2. Our sincere condolences goes out to the grieving families.